Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the 119th Psalm. And we're at the stanza that begins with verse 89. We've covered verses 89 through 92 in the previous episode. But let me go back and read those again as we go into the last portion of the stanza. Verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness continues throughout all generations. You establish the earth and it stands. They stand this day according to your ordinances for all things are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my affliction. So we see here that the, the psalmist has been undergoing affliction. We've seen that in previous stanzas. And he's saying this, Lord, your law, your word, your ordinances, your precepts, your counsel, your testimonies, your commandments, all these terms that we've seen, they were the ones. That is my delight. And if it wasn't in delighting in your word, if it wasn't for that, I would have died. I would have perished. And that really gives us insight to what is mean, meant by the word, because the word is so much more than something that is spoken or something that is written. It really is God's communication to us of the essence of who he is and what he is. Okay? Think of that as we go through all these things. Okay? So he says, forever your word is settled in heaven. He said, you have been faithful throughout all the generations. He says, you've established the earth. You've established creation. It stands this day because of your ordinances. And all these things, everything that you've created, Lord, is a servant of yours. So therefore, the psalmist says this, verse 93, this two or three of these I, I, I things. He said, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have revived me. Oh, there we go. He says, I am not going to forget your precepts. I'm not going to forget your commandments. I'm not going to forget your ordinances because I have received restored life, revival. Okay. I have been revived through them, through your word, through who you are, through the truth of these things. And I'm never going to forget these precepts. Verse 94, I am yours. Save me. For I have sought your precepts. So he's building upon this precept idea again here in this psalm. And I, I mean, this stanza. And in the previous stanza, he had done the same thing. Had mentioned the precepts of the Lord. In the previous stanza, he said, Lord, help me. Right? Lord, help me. Now he's saying, I am yours. Save me. Save me. And so why does he say, save me? For I have sought your precepts. Well, I think the idea here is that the psalmist is saying, I am resting on your word. I have sought your word. I see what your word says. Your word says that you will help me. Your word says that you will save me. And he's saying, I am yours. I'm not an enemy of yours, God. I am yours. So save me. And I, he can ask for this help. He can ask for this saving because he knows what the word of the Lord is. Verse 95, the wicked wait for me. To destroy me, I shall diligently consider your testimonies. So we saw this in the previous stanza also. That he had an enemy that was coming against him. 
an enemy that had caused affliction, an enemy that had wanted him to die, right? He says in the first part of this right here, he said, if it hadn't been uh, for your law, I would have perished in this affliction. But now he's saying what? They're still waiting for me. They're waiting to destroy me, these wicked ones, and the ones that, that have turned away from the commandments of the Lord. But you know what? I shall diligently consider your testimony. So he's going from that uh, a thing of, yes, Lord, I consider your precepts. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I live by your precepts. I'm seeking your counsel. I'm seeking your ordinances. I'm seeking your word, okay? All these things. But now he's saying, I'm diligently considering it. In other words, I'm doubling down on this. The more that the wicked come against me, the more I'm going to consider your testimonies. The more affliction I have, the more I'm going to determine that your law is my delight. The less life I feel in myself, the more I'm going to remember your precepts that you would revive me. There's some serious principles here for us, folks. Really is. How do we react? How do we act? when confronted, when faced with these times in our life. Okay? How do we do these things? He says, the wicked wait for me to destroy me. I shall diligently consider your testimonies. Be diligent. Then the last verse for the day, verse 96. I have seen a limit to all perfection. Your commandment is exceedingly broad. And that's sort of a curious turn of the phrase. I've seen a limit to all perfection. So here's what the idea is behind this. Uh, the perfection, uh, the Hebrew word there means uh, uh, completion, completeness. Okay, completeness. And it's the idea here, I've seen a limit to all the perfection. So the audience says this. says it indicates uh, what is without fault, complete, whole, not lacking in any way. And then he says this about this particular psalm. God's laws are the epitome of perfection. And I, and I think that's what uh, uh, the psalmist is saying here. I've seen a limit to all perfection. In other words, I have seen the completeness of your law. I have seen the totality of it. We think of limiting and being something uh, that's withheld from us, something that's held back. There's a limit to it. Uh, there's a quantitative uh, boundary involved with this thing. And he's saying, no, no, I have seen the completeness of your law, of your commandment. He said, I've seen a limit to all perfection. I've seen the fullness of it. And then he says this, your commandment is extremely broad. The idea being that it's very wide, that it's very encompassing of things. Okay? Uh, again, Zodiotis says this, it refers to the broad freedom or openness of God's law or to walking in it. A lot of times when you think of laws, when you think of commandments, precepts, you're thinking of limitations. You're thinking of boundaries. We're thinking of, well, I can't really do what I want to do, so I have to do this this way because I'm limited by this. And he's saying, no, no, no. What he's really saying is that true freedom and true liberty are found in the walk of the broadness of the word of the Lord. Okay? That's what he's talking about. That it's in walking in the power of the word of the Lord that we have freedom, that we have liberty. And it says your commandment is exceedingly broad, exceedingly broad. In other words, God isn't giving these things to us to tie us down and bind us down in the flesh. No, he's given us these things to set us free from wickedness, to set us free from the flesh. And this is in the law here. How much more so 
in the new covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, who came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. So we as new covenant believers walk in his power. We walk in his presence. Father, Son, and Spirit dwell within us. And we're able to fulfill the law in walking in the power of the Spirit and the freedom and the liberty that he gives us. Sadly, too many true believers don't do that. They don't do it because they don't know. They don't do it because they haven't been taught. They don't do it because of what they have been taught, and they're bound down by the chains and religions of men. It's one of the greatest needs within the body of Christ today, and that is for the body to be equipped, which you see in Ephesians 4, for the work of the service of the kingdom, and for the body to be set free to do what God wants to do. Think about these things. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.